0: hello and welcome to this week's french football weekly podcast the podcast that quite frankly doesn't sweat your ventus at home my name is chris and uh, i'm your host and uh, this evening it's uh potentially a three-way it may end up being a four-way behave yourself listener i know what you're thinking uh first of all i've got phil good evening phil good evening and i've also got returning rich you, hey, rich Good evening. Good evening to you. Um, first question, of course, which is the most important one. Um, how was the the, uh, the short break? Uh,
1: it was very good. Yeah, no, very, very relaxing. Switch off. Uh, rather nice. Daniel neck of the woods.
0: Yes, yeah. I, did, I was following your Instagram. That was... Um... sort of made me feel quite jealous then the to turn it off but yeah it was looks very nice glad to have you back um we are missing one at the moment um as you probably guess jez is not with us yet we're hoping that he may well be able to slide in halfway through um he's on the commute back from work so uh, hopefully we will um, get him on uh, when he arrives. Um, fingers crossed, we'll see how we go. But our main focus, of course, as, as it was last week, is uh, is sort of French clubs in Europe, or French club in Europe in this particular case this week, was uh, Olympic Lyonnais, <laughs> who faced Juventus just last night. Uh, I'm going to go across to Rich first of all, because, Rich, I know this was a game you watched the full 90 of, as I'm sure most of us did. Um, To say it was a slightly unexpected result would be certainly fair, but more the nature of the performance, Luca Tissar with the winning goal in a game that, do you think Leon might look back and think, we could have done a lot more here, because they
1: completely outplayed Juventus? Um, Yeah, I mean, to go pre-match, I was fearing that they were going to play three at the back. I was fearing what the likes of Marcelo, Marcel. Um, and Denea would, would be like up against the likes of Ronaldo and DiBALA, and, and quite frankly, I don't know what I was worried about. Um, it was, yeah, I mean, if you look at the first half, I mean, there was a brief, brief opportunity. Uh, I think Ronaldo had a deflected cross that caused a little bit of panic. But apart from that, it was all Leon. They had chances, they hit the bar, they got the goal. Toko Okambe, who did hit the bar, had a couple of other chances. There were so many opportunities. They, they were all over them. Really, really impressed with the midfield. And, and yeah, I suppose if if you're being picky as a Leon fan, you could say, well, you know, we, we could and I would have liked us to score. You've just beaten the eventless 1-0 in, in the Champions League knockout stages. I think... That's that's beyond I think a lot of Leon's a lot of Leon fans' wildest dreams. So I think take that, enjoy it. It was not a good performance from Juventus. Really poor, disorganised at the back. Pretty much minimal, shall we say, um, threat going forward. They 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 sort of increased the pressure a little bit in the second half, but Leon defended very well. That three at the back that I was fearing about really really did play. Um, excellently. Um so it was it was a really, really good performance from Leon all round. You know, we, we try and pick out key players. I look at the likes of Husamawa, I thought really controlled that midfield. Really think. saw what I hope that we can see on a much more regular basis from him. Uh really enjoyed the way that he was he was really bossing that and running that midfield, especially in the first half. He got the assist for for Toussaint's goal. I thought Toussaint and, and Gimarès were fantastic as a pair. Um, it's a real shame that that Toussaint is leaving Leon obviously at the end of the season. I would love to see how well that relationship can blossom. And if it certainly is as it as it was last night, then you know that could be a, a something that you know selling Toussaint could be something Leon could really come to regret. I was really pleased for Toussaint to get the goal. The back three were excellent. Dubois on the right and Maxwell Cornet, sort of slightly reinvented as a, a left wing-back, uh, I thought played well. Dembele was a handful up front. Toko Ekanbe got it. was It was a real team effort, really impressive from Lyon. I don't think even most hardcore of Lyon fans could have seen that coming. Um, and just goes to show that it's it's such a difficult game to predict at times.
0: Yeah, yeah, not the trace And so what what did you make of it, Phil? That's Rich said that the three at the back was. The yeah. setup for Leon, the performances of Tussa and Gamarish, coupled with, with OR sort of just in front and to the left almost, that was what got me that midfield dominance. And mm. Juventus didn't have, a, didn't have an answer to it, not even with Adrian Rabio in their,
2: in their midfield. Well, I'd forgotten he was there. Frankly. So did he. I, I thought he was in the Bundesliga. Um, I think one thing I noticed about the three at the back, as Rich was saying, was we saw PSG shift to doing that in their Champions League game last week, having not played it before this season. Now uh, Lyon have played it once or twice in the previous games against PSG and Saint Etienne, but they also practised at the weekend, I think. In the Mets game they played a similar formation. So they were at least prepping for this and it did work out very well. I mean I assumed that La just fucked up their visual again by putting corner at left wing back as rich said but that it worked very well and one thing kind of that worried me a little bit when on what was it about an hour or so in toko went off and terrier came on and i was thinking oh is 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 garcia going to try to kind of you know, shore things up, to get defensive now. Is this going to go horribly wrong? But it didn't. They kept going. But what's really interesting is, you know, Rich is saying it was all Lyon. They were making all the chances. You look at the shots and it was 12 to 14. Um, Juve made more, had more shots. Juve had more possession. It was 64 to 36. And yet Lyon dealt with that. And it didn't look like that, which I think is a really interesting thing. There were loads of people on Twitter going, huh, when did Leon last play this way? And while I don't want to maybe pick somebody out that's going to get me trouble, but the fact that Memphis wasn't playing possibly may have had something to do with that being a great team performance. What do... What do you think on that, Rich? Am I just getting myself into trouble for
1: nothing? <laughs> um, uh, well, I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's a new formation. You haven't seen Memphis in that formation. So may, maybe a touch harsh, but I, I don't know. It, it's uh, I don't know if Memphis would have made a, a positive or negative difference on that performance last night. One thing's for sure: if if he hadn't have picked up the injury, they wouldn't have they wouldn't have signed Toko Ekambi. And I have mm. to say, since they have brought him in, I've been. I mean, he was obviously we, we knew what a, a great play, player he was from his share time, but really impressed. Things obviously didn't quite work out for him in Spain, so he's he's, he's come back on on loan to Leon, and I've been really impressed with the, the way he, played. he brought that sort of directness and a bit more should we say a bit more energy? I think Moussa Dembele is, is great at the movement and he's strong. I think um, Toko Cambe is a little bit more direct. Yeah. You know, he will get the ball and he will run with the ball, whereas Dembele will offload it and then make a run into the box. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been really impressed with what Toko Cambe has brought to that Leon team. I think with the injuries that they've faced, um there was a danger that the the season really could have petered out. And it you know, ultimately, let's let's be honest, we're only halfway through this through this tie. So it, it could still peter out for them, but the the signing of Toko Kamba, I think, has just given them that little bit of zip um back up front. And I thought he was certainly in that first half, he was Really causing that that, uh, that Juventus defense all sorts of problems.
2: Yeah, I think uh, as soon as you say, you know, we know him from Angers, if you are a striker for Angers, you are probably going to have to be quite direct because there's not a lot of people that you can pass the ball off to. So, I that would, yeah, that was also the word I was reaching for when we were starting that discussion. He's it's what, what, what's the word? Um. Uh, velocity, you know, speed and direction.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it, is, uh, combination package of, of the two things. I was, I was, I was impressed about. It. I thought sort Leon as, as a team performance. I think the thing that, the thing that really gripped me in that game was was the atmosphere behind it as well. I, I do think sometimes French. Clubs in Europe don't get the credit they deserve for the atmosphere they put on. I watched um, Napoli Barcelona the night before, and it was soulless, like completely soulless atmosphere, barring the goal, obviously, um, for the home side. And and similarly, even in the Bernabeu, it was very uh, Manchester City and, and um, Real Madrid. It was very boisterous pre-game, but just during the game, it just felt quite subdued. With with Leon, it really was a felt like an intimidating atmosphere um mm. and, and Juventus I think we have to be fair didn't really turn up um he of the of the new man bun um, oh god that looks on, but so bad it's a bit midlife crisis isn't it and that's coming from me but um so warrant. yeah uh, he he was he was pleading for a penalty towards the end I don't think there was a lot in that to be honest but what do we make looking ahead? Um, Rich, I'll come to you first of all. What's the priority for, for OL now? Because they've got quite a big week ahead of them. Um, ahead of this second leg, they've got two massive games coming up. Um, what sort of chances do you give them in that second leg? What do they need to do to see this out? Because I think we all expect uh, Juventus to come out all firing in the second leg. So What, what do you think their priority is going to be now?
1: I think the priority is is play exactly as you did last night hmm. you know look look to control that midfield. Juventus surely will be better um but look to come out strong don't 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 even dream about trying to sit back and defend um you know that that first leg advantage I think go out try try and get that goal, come out strong, look for an early goal, get that away goal that suddenly puts you know more pressure on. Um, onto Juventus, um, but yeah, I, I, to be honest, I don't know if I would necessarily change that much. Really enjoyed that that formation. Really enjoyed. I can't stress enough how much I enjoyed that midfield three um, last night. I thought they were terrific, uh, and I'd just be wanting to see more of them. Um, I think from Leon's perspective, as you say, it is a, it, it is a tough week since um coming up. Um, and I think what obviously they need to be focused on is is derby games, Santtini not playing well, and ultimately, you know, beating Juventus over two legs would be lovely. But let's 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 be you know, be, be perfectly honest here. Leon aren't winning the Champions League, yeah. um, so their, their priority is to get back in the Champions League. So they they are going to have to, you know, put every ounce into every single game left in the season to, to make up that to make up that gap. Um, so they they need to make sure that the momentum from last night's game is not only carried into the second leg, but is also sort of carried into and maintained in the league as well. So, you know, I think I think in terms of that second leg, it's go out, it's play, play as you did on uh, last night. If they go through, brilliant. If they go out, you know, go out and at least you've, you've fought and at least, you know, you've got that second leg win. Don't play going go into your shell, basically, in that second leg. Mm. Um, I think they need to go out and realise that this is not a strong Juventus team. Mm. Um, you know, there's, there's clearly some issues. I'm not a Juventus expert, but there's clearly some issues going on with, with Sarri and how he's getting the team playing. So if, you, if you're Leon, you're thinking, we took advantage of that last night. Let's adopt the same principles and look to take advantage of it again in, in Turin uh, in a couple of weeks. Yeah,
0: yeah, agreed. How would
2: you see it, Phil? Would would you sort of yeah, think the, defensive approach the same? I think what worries me is that they might go out and try to sit on this lead. Mm. Um, I think that would be counterproductive. I saw a tweet earlier which I now can't find, which is Rudy Garcia's record against Juventus because obviously he was over there with Roma. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty good. Mm. So. Hopefully he's going to have the courage of his convictions to stick with that more, uh, a a more constructive approach and and try to build on that because now they've got a one goal lead and they're going away. And if you can get an away goal, all of a sudden you've made life an absolute nightmare. The one other thing that worries me is that, as we said, this is a big week for OL. They've played Juventus, there's a derby on Sunday, there's a Coupe de France semi on next Wednesday, and and now is possibly not the time for the club to put out an official communique saying they're going to bring criminal charges against people taking the piss out of them on Twitter, which is basically what they did earlier. And if you've ever heard of the Streisand effect, the responses to the tweet, including that official communique, pretty much define what that is. Um, Apparently, they're cross at um, uh, people mocking up pictures of certain members of the OL, higher management, made up like clowns. And now they put out a communiqué that's got basically every OWL fan going, "Oh, fuck, they're clowns!" So this is possibly the timing was not brilliant. There now there may be something else behind it, but all I've seen is that they're cross about stuff on Twitter. So it's that seems bad timing, and hopefully that will not impact on a very tricky run of games they have coming up, because even though, as we say, saint aren't particularly good at the moment, it's a derby. You have to take it seriously. You have to win it. So there's some high-pressure games coming up uh, for Lyon after yesterday's high-pressure game. So they really need to have their heads in the game, and it appears that possibly other bits of the club are not helping with that, but we will see
0: yeah it does, it does seem like sort of strange timing given given sort of the enjoyment if you will of, of what had gone on the week before or the night before sorry it does seem like a bit of a weird timing um and also stra- a slightly strange business decision as well i think when you put yourself out there you kind of expect that you're gonna get some trolls that's kind of just well, the like
2: world. i said i mean putting that out there the thread was an absolute mess yeah um like I said, there may have been something else, something more serious, but doesn't. I haven't seen anything of that yet. It just seems, uh, as you say, a very strange decision on several levels. Yeah. So we will. Um, we will see how that pans out.
0: Yeah, yeah. As indeed we will in that second leg, and and yeah, putting on record, fair play to, to Leon. You know, to, to win that win that game. Mm. alone was a huge achievement and they and they oh. played superbly well
2: and just i mean we we mentioned the goal our work in the build up to that goal
0: mm.
2: was lovely corne um kind of started the move up up the left and then i just that was lovely piece of uh, ball management He's just incredibly talented. Who's I, I, I
0: think then what frustrates us watching him some weeks is that you you know he's got that in his locker week in week out. We don't see it enough, but
2: well, just does, he, he, does but he is still he is actually still young, isn't he? He's not one of yeah. these guys that I've been watching for years and still think he's eighteen when he's twenty seven. No, I think he's um,
0: twenty one or twenty two. Yeah, Let me so
2: he's got it in his locker, but maybe not yet week in week out, and mm-hmm. that's something that I think you have to accept yeah. with. Younger players, they can't all be Kylian Mbappe And particularly in that uh, space that he's playing in And will come on to uh, somebody else at Leon Who's a young player doing that kind of thing Possibly a little later on um, So I think if he has an off game it, You have to accept that And while it might be annoying In the long run that's why Leon's Academy is so good. Cause they get the players out of it yeah, and use
0: them. He's um, 21, by the way, 22 in, in June, end of June. So yeah, still very much in the early stages of his career. I just, I kind of hope he stays put as well. Um, Mm. I kind of a few of the big guns will be circling in the summer. I'm not sure. Well,
1: O-Ola- Olas is doing the job for him. Isn't in terms he just of yes. him out? Isn't he? Just... I, th- I I I think he'd be good at Juventus.
0: Yeah. Funny <laughs> that. <isn't it?
1: laughs> As along with the rest um. of my squad
0: who are worth any any money. Yeah. A bit of a. I'm, I'm well, he's hope... clearly th-
1: he's clearly the next big money departure from from that particular squad. Yeah. He's clearly the next big money. Certainly homegrown. Yeah. Departure. I think we're, we're we're probably a couple of seasons away from um, the Cherokee um, uh, sort of gossip and rumours to start you, up again. Do, but do, hours do you think they'll the try selling
2: year. Lopez again? Um,
0: Surprised yeah. me.
2: Yeah. No. Um, on Cherokee, thank you for teeing me up there. Um, we know that we've got uh, a lot of PSGOL games going on. Uh, they're in the League Cup final. They're playing in the Coupe de France semi on Wednesday. And we had another OL PSG match at the weekend. It was in the Gambadella, which is like the FA Youth Cup uh, week And it did not go well. Uh, PSG won 5-1. Luke Caba in central defence got sent off OL when it was 1-1 and that kind of put the kibosh in absolutely everything Um, Chucky did play and I think it was Jez was uh, talking last week about PSG and the wealth of youth talent they've got who they aren't playing and I swear to god you looked at that team um, and uh, it's Kind of, you don't know their names, the Lampardella no. squad, because n- none of them, as far as I can tell, have appeared uh, at senior level in anything, even a meaningless cup game. And they are clearly all very good, and they are again clearly a generation that will sod off, uh, possibly to the Bundesliga, um, because if they can't get a chance to play for the senior team, and so Jerky was there. Playing with his teammates. Um, we've heard of a couple of them and not from PSG. So it was a nasty result for Leon, but in the longer term, possibly a positive in yes. that we know we are going to see
0: many more of
2: those guys yeah. <laughs> playing in the senior team over the next couple of seasons than we are the PSG ones. So yeah. it's, it's the uh, future yeah it's a it's it's a it's a management style i suppose you have to say which is a horrible thing to say in football but um leon do seem to be kind of winning that trophy yeah
0: yeah, absolutely, and, and have been favoured for bringing through these young players for, for many moons, um, only to be sold on for, for profit, as, as Rich touched on. Um, well, That was the the, the night that was for OL. then. Um, update on the aforementioned Memphis Depay, apparently, he is ahead of schedule, I'm led to believe, so um, there is talk that he may still make the Euro, which would be good for him at the end of the <laughs> day. Um, as I said, I don't think there's much chance of him going back in time for any particular run in the Champions League for Lyon but uh, you never know you never know but good luck to him on his recovery um, we will transition into a bit of last weekend's action now um, to, to cover a few bits and bobs um, run down the results first of all and then I might just cherry pick a few things I know Rich has got a few bits to say on a certain Parisian clubs. so I'll come to that in a moment um, but we saw the Friday matches get underway two of them in fact Lyon were one of them um, given the fact they played midweek they won 2-0 at Mets um, to ruin Chelsea's evening, uh, Dembélé with a penalty and the aforementioned Hussein Aouar with the 90th minute clincher.
2: And, and uh, the thing that's really going to piss Jez off, I'm guessing, is that Habib Diallo got sent yes. off in the 82nd minute. Yes. Now, as he is the only man who has been basically scoring goals for Man this season, that's a worry. That's going to be a problem.
0: Mm, yes, that is definitely going to be going to be a problem. Um, the, uh, the 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 um, sniggering. Teenage boys' favourite fixture of the weekend was uh, Nice to Breast two. Uh, work it out if you haven't worked that one out already. Um, Adam Unas, well, nice to see him back on the school sheet for Nice and Casper Dolberg firing the home side two up. All was going well, and then the kind of the roof fell in. Breast got the uh, level as uh, Samuel Grandser. Remember him? He got the got the goal back right in half time and then Dante put through his own net and 53 to earn So
2: I think we can say that Vieira's mood will not be improved no, by no, that situation.
0: That is very much a ticking time bomb before oh, he's yeah. off, I think it's fair to say. Um, rather surprisingly, on Saturday, the weekend's fixtures opened up um, with a surprise home defeat from Marseille, who have been on this fantastic run, um, but their wheels came off at home to Nantes, who are fast becoming that side that nobody really wants to play. Um, the away side winning 3-1. Uh, Anthony Lambombe putting them in front for more. With Sansa equalised, all seemed to be going according to plan. And then up popped Bamba to put uh, not 2-1 up. And then Alvaro Gonzalez putting through his own net in the last well, the dying embers of the game to see Nantes over the line 3-1. Um, Rich, I appreciate they're a bit of a rival to to ren uh, in terms of the um sort of geographical and, and the the league table now but what's what what do you think has come of their success because i remember when they changed coaches we were talking about last season we thought it would all go a little bit wonky as you look at the table now they're sat in 11th but another win in the right set results they could be fifth what what has turned around that club given what they've been through in the last 12 months
1: um, it's, you know what, it's pretty difficult to say. I mean, they've, they've always been a very organised team, certainly defensively very organised. They've just never really been able to muster anything consistent in terms of going forward. Um, I think this season they have been, I'll use the word again, they've just been a little bit more direct. Um, they've been helped by the fact that it's so congested. Um, in in the vast majority of that table, take or uh, give or take, you know, a couple of teams at the top and three or four teams at the bottom. You know, you could you can the rest of the teams are just so close together, and it doesn't take a lot to. So, I mean, we we look at Monaco, you know, they they put together a couple of wins, and their league position gets inflated to I think at one point fifth, uh, considering all the troubles that they've had. So it's so congested, so. Um, you know, there's a little bit of that, I think, to be thrown in. Um, but yeah, no, they've they've just been able to get on the score sheet a bit more. I mean, get scoring goals for a number of years has been not a big, big problem. Um, and this season, they just seem to be scoring a little bit more than maybe in seasons gone by. And combine that with a, you know, a reasonable defence. And, and all of a sudden, you know, those... Narrow losses or, or, you know, draws are now turning into mm. draws or wins, and all of a sudden, you know, they they start to get a little bit of me- momentum. Mm. Um, I would just want to come back to Marseille. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm one of these that believes, you know, I will give them the credit in a second, <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to say that I, I, I mean, they're second, but I really don't believe that they have been playing particularly well. No. I think the credit I give them is that Villas-Boas has got this knack from this team to grind out, to play badly, but still get the result. Whereas other teams perhaps play badly, but are unable to turn that poor performance into something. Marseille have been able to do that. Now, primarily, that's been because of Dimitri Payet. And that's their plan A. Marseille's big problem this season has been there's really not much of a plan B. So if player is not performing, there doesn't seem to be much else. And that's where they've struggled. We've seen it quite recently. They've struggled in games, but have been able to, to get a, you know, a, a late goal or, or something from the game, despite playing quite poorly. What we saw then on, on Saturday, which I think if I'm a Marseille fan, I'm just a little bit concerned about, is that they were playing poorly. Plan A wasn't working, couldn't go to plan B, but were, were, were punished didn't find that knack to get something from that game. So they've got a big game this weekend um, against Nîmes, where I think they really need to look at getting... First of all, they need to be getting a win. But if I'm a Marseille fan, I'd be more concerned that they really do need to start finding some, um, you know, an improvement in the quality of their play as well. Because if they're going to still rely on this play badly, but still hopefully nick a point or, or nick a win... You know, they've they've got a gap in second, but that gap in second will will dissolve very quickly if things do just start to fall off. Um as we've seen before with Marseille in this position, it, it, it has sort of fallen apart for them before. Um I think the the positive for Marseille is is Tovan's back now. Yeah. He he's back in training and and I think within the next couple of weeks we'll see him integrated back into into the first team so they'll have him back so maybe he can be either part of that plan a or an alternative plan a so at least they have something else um but yeah i'm just if i'm a marseille fan i'm just a little bit concerned that, that for a number of weeks their performances haven't been up to scratch and now we've obviously seen that they have they've come up against a team that have actually punished them for playing poorly and and so they'll be wanting to put that right i think it's friday um, they play neem, so they'll be wanting to put that right almost immediately.
0: Yeah, yeah, Nîmes away from home on the Friday night. Um, and one of the, the teams that will be hard on their heels, um, we'll, we'll come on to your boys in a second, Rich, but uh, Lille would be certainly one of those. They won 3-0 at home to Toulouse. Of course they beat Toulouse, of course. To oh,
2: Toulouse. did you see as
0: fuck up for the last
2: mm, one?
0: Yeah, for Renato Sanchez, uh, <sighs> yes, yeah, third goal. Lorik Remy with a double as well. Um, I think Toulouse, I think we can put the nail in the coffin at this point. I yeah. think we could have done a few weeks ago, but they just, they are, they're, they're pointless at the stage. Um, Yeah, I think they they will be heading down to, to uh, Ligue 1, uh, has Lorient on returned to Ligue of course, um, I hope. But yeah, it was not a good performance again from Toulouse, even away from home, they just folded and Lille comfortably 3-0 winners. Um, Monaco, though, were unable to take advantage um of, of their particular fixtures, they drew away to Dijon. Valde with the opener for the home side before Maripan getting the equaliser for Monaco to save their blushes at least from a defeat. But that, given their recent form, would say that would be dropped points as Dijon. Yeah.
2: Well, Tavares had a late miss, and then sort of a kind of rumble with Silva.
1: Mm.
2: Um, so I think Dijon possibly going to be kicking themselves about that one because. They had some good chances, and Monaco just didn't really look in it.
0: No, especially a home fixture for Dijon as well. That's where they're going to need to be picking up points. So, mm. um, yeah, it was a bit of a missed opportunity. Uh, Strasbourg and Amiens kind of sank the place out. In truth, um, yeah. I tried my best to watch some of this, but it wasn't great.
2: Um, I think some... that I mean Amiens on nineteenth, but they've got Regis Gertner. He made a really important late save in that game. If they stay up, it's going to be another one where he's had an awful lot to do with that I mean they look in a very bad place they're five points off 18th which is the playoff spot but uh, if they can keep their heads they're still not out of it and Gertner will be a big part of that as he showed um, at the weekend.
0: Draw specialists as well I think they've drawn four at the last five um, on the end so yeah they, they do need to start turning those into wins um, as Neem had of late, um, but uh, yeah, more on them in a second. Yeah, Strasbourg. Um, credit to them; they've really stabilised. I mean, they're up in sixth now, which, given where they were at the start of the season, is pretty damn good. Um, so, well done to them. Um, unfortunately, not a good day for you, Phil. Montpellier went down to Angers and Bahoo, of course, yeah. with the winner for uh, for the home side. Um, well, I think
2: I predicted this was going to be nil-nil, and mm. spiritually speaking, I think this was a nil-nil because. Yeah. <laughs> There just wasn't a lot going on there So yeah, Montpellier wilting a bit In the the top half They're in team 37 With Lyon, Reims, Montpellier Nice and Nantes Are all on 37 points Which as Rich said It's getting a bit crowded In the middle there
0: is, yeah, big, big win that for Angers, though, snapping a full game losing streak with that win. That's, that's a really big win for them. Just given that small cushion of four points from another team, which we'll mention now, they being Saint Etienne, who continue to struggle ahead of the derby we've mentioned uh, this coming Sunday. They drew 1-1 to Rams. Dennis Boranga put them in front, but uh, Dia's penalty in the 94th minute, I believe it was, yep. sparing a point for Rams, um, who again um continue their impressive season up an eighth. But let's get a word. Um Rich, what do you think, St. Etienne? What what's what's sort of rotten there? I mean Claude, Claude Powell came in and steadied the ship initially, um, and it's just all gone a bit wonky. And without clearly the greatest centre back ever to be seen to man um Arsenal's uh, William Saliba, <laughs> um without him they they struggle with him they're now struggling. They don't score goals. Gone, they've gone back to that sort of retreating dull St Etienne is this are they really in danger I guess is the question of, of slipping further down this table and being in even that relegation spot at this point a relegation playoff spot at this point
1: well they're, they're, first of all I think they're a little bit fortunate that Toulouse are in the top flight <laughs> this season <laughs> and as, as much as it may hurt some people I, I do think Amiens look, look for the drop yeah. um, but Ultimately, there is still that relegation playoff spot, and they're only two points off it. Yeah. Um, things are looking pretty rotten there. I really don't know what I couldn't put my finger on exactly what seems to be the problem there. They're just, they're just—it's they're, obvious—they're just not playing very well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, they're, Sometimes they they're so, just have to say it. <laughs> they're just—they're not—they're not scoring many goals. They're not posing much of a threat. Huge reliance on Dennis Buanga. Um, there's not much at the back. They're dropping um, Ruffier, apparently, because he's having... Yeah. Well, he, I, could I, always, I, he
2: could always have a game like that, but now he seems to be having months
1: like that. Yeah, I don't really not, have any, any particular issue on that. Obviously, saint fans and I think Ruffier's agent put out a statement saying how dare Puel drop a saint legend... <laughs> And it's like, well, you know, he's, he's dropped Loic Paran before, and Loic Perrin, Perrin sort of took it on the chin and got on with it. But Ruffier, who's had more than his fair share of cock-ups over the years, um, decides no enough. Interestingly, actually, on that, there was a um, uh, like a, a, a press release picture, if you like, um, that, that Saint-Etienne released a few weeks ago, um, advertising the Coupe de France semi-final against Rennes and various players were on this this image super you know, superimposed and all this very nice arty thing and and Ruffier was one um I believe today they have been sent, you know tweeting with the same picture, but mysteriously Ruffier 's turned into loweri <clears throat> <Lestioni. laughs> <laughs> uh, which sure is
2: that was a surprise to both of them
1: yeah, so yeah maybe there's something more more, more to this um but yeah, I mean, they. They're, I mean, they. They're, they're responsible for their own downfall. I mean, they should have. I think if I, I saw that the, the game um, at the weekend, they should have won that. They were one nil up. It was the ninety fourth minute. <laughs> then Via concedes a penalty. It's an. It's an unfortunate penalty. It's one where Buladia is running in front of him. He's running behind him, and legs clip. Whether when whether and Veer is is. Calculating enough to have done it on purpose, quite he is. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's, it's a silly thing, you know, stupid thing to happen. And it's just symptomatic of the problems that set in. They've got no luck at the moment. They're not playing well. They're leaking goals at the back. They're not posing enough threat um, up front. That midfield is not looking particularly strong. There is some real, real concern there. Real concern. And it might be slightly surprising Considering he's he's only just come in, really, it, it wouldn't surprise me if if Puel doesn't last the rest of the season. Mm. Um, there, uh, I really mean, cool. a lot will hinge on you know win win the game at the weekend against Leon, and all of a sudden a lot of those problems will be forgotten. Mm. A but lot will that's be forgotten.
2: Brushed under that the carpet, yeah. not. I mean. Oh, I can't imagine they'll have any fans in the stadium apart from anything else. I mean, it just seems impossible that they'll take this.
0: Yeah, Leon on the home side, of course, in that particular game. So you, you do think it will be a, a tough, tough task. But um, yeah, I, I must admit, I, I saw the result and I thought, well, that's not a huge surprise. But just looking like Rich, Rich was saying, that, that relegation spot is suddenly all the playoffs. What is blooming um, with their points tally. So yeah, definitely one to keep an eye on. Um, I'm sure you'll be happy with Ren's results at the weekend, Rich. Up to third now with a uh, a three-one. Uh, sorry, two-one. Give an extra goal there. Goal uh, a, a three a 2-1 win against Nîmes Goal from Nulandru, of course, uh, just to set the cat amongst the <laughs> Before and by Niang, double early and late on last minute, in fact. After uh, Brian Shaw was sent off uh, for Nîmes Oh
1: yes. yes Oh, yeah. oh he was oh. sent off. It was. It was <laughs> If you're going to be sent off, be sent off <laughs> I mean, for a worthwhile sure. foul and man f- alive.
0: It was a full like WWE clothesline on It was. Yeah. It? I mean, uh, at it which point was. I
1: found
2: out that the French um actually literally translates clothesline tackle. Yeah. Um, which I hadn't realised because I hadn't seen it before. He might as well have tried to decapitate a mascot. Yeah. I mean it was Awful. Not,
0: not great. <laughs> I mean, I, I can but sort But that's of... meme,
2: isn't it? They were. We said they were on this four-game winning streak. They might be able to get. I fancy them to get something from this game, frankly. Mm. And given the way the score was when that it took till the 89th minute for Niang to get the winner, um, but they just lose. Occasionally, lose their heads and hit people, and yeah. it's kind of like, okay, that's their character. But seriously, guys. There might, be, there might be a better way to approach this well yeah. I think they
1: just identified that Wren's kryptonite is playing against ten men <laughs> <laughs> um so cool. you know we 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 really do struggle against against ten men, but i I mean, I sat down to watch the game, thought right we you know Nima off on uh, you know back of four consecutive wins. we haven't won in four, I thought right we need a good performance here, switch it on thirty five seconds <laughs> Nolan rue scores. <laughs> I don't. I had to use everything within my power not to hit the off button on the TV. Yeah. Uh, I, didn't I, I persevered with it. Fortunately, Ren equalized, I think, only five five or so minutes later. So I thought, right, I'll persevere with this. Then saw, you know, there's only about five, ten minutes into the second half of Brian Sons' um, assault, assault, shall we call yeah, it assault. that? Yeah. Let's call it, okay. what it I mean, yeah. I, I genuinely, you know, you watch it back and. I mean, Camavinga, he, he, he could have come a proper mischief to that. Mm. That could have been quite... Because it's a clothesline, but it's sort of arm, top of arm, almost shoulder, and it's... Oh, Under no, his face. Yeah, oh, and it's yeah. like... That, I mean, Kamavinga is not a particularly big boy. No. Uh, he's still got a lot of developing to do, and that, that looked nasty. But, you know, fortunately, he was back on his feet. And credit, too, to Stephanie Rappar as well. She very, very quickly... Um, it didn't take it didn't take you know a ten minute um, VAR sort of inquisition for that. That was yellow card upgraded to a red in in Second. seconds, mm. um, which you know was obviously the right decision. But cool, that, that didn't have to leave you wincing when you saw that on replay. Yeah. Um, well, and then of course I thought, right, I'm going to okay. sit back and watch us throw this away then to ten men. But fortunately, fortunately, we got. Eighteenth uh, and eighty ninth minute. I think that's about the fourth or fifth game that we have won with a goal in the eighty ninth minute or later um, this season. So it really does just making pay... sure
2: everybody stays in the state. Well, it does exactly. It pays. Butter it pays
1: not to. It pays not to find the off switch on your TV remote. So <laughs> um, it was. A, it was a, a much needed win. Um, I mean, if Toulouse ever needed. Uh, a result to sort of try and start kickstart their great escape. Well, they're playing Ren this weekend, and and there's also rumours that uh, Toulouse, sorry, are going to be without their first three choice goalkeepers.
0: Never idea. Um,
1: so uh, I oh. don't know. Maybe, maybe they'll rope a ball boy in or something, and 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 he'll have the game of his life. And all of a sudden, this everyone will look back to this is the game that kickstarted Toulouse's. Uh, epic revival but
2: another um, one well of course your guys have got the other coupe de France semi-final on Thursday I think it is at Saint-Etienne so I Mm. presume that will be focusing the mind uh, rather more than the possibility of having to play against a 12 year old goalkeeper (laughs) uh, the weekend so that's going to be interesting we will have I swear to God, we will have previews of the semi-finals up on the site um, early next week. Uh, Excuse me, I just have to go and kill my television. One (laughs) second. No worries. Well,
0: that that um, lines me up nicely uh, to give you um, a little platform to step up from uh, step up onto Rich, for for Paris um, because they are the missing club or one of two one of two missing clubs from the weekend's action. Uh, four three to PSG over Bordeaux to finish up the weekend. Uh, Huang Yujo is fast becoming one of my favourite players in the yard. ER, just I don't know what it is. I just like him. Um, he got the opener for Bordeaux, which made for a better game. An early header. Um Edienson Cavani got the equalizer. That was his 200th in the uh in the Parisi- or in the capital Club's colours. Um well done to him, to be fair. So I know he gets some stick, but fair play to him. Uh Marquinhos then for PSG back it up uh, further in front, I should say, um, at two or at two one up, I should, should point out. Before Pablo rather sort of bundled something into the net for two two right before half time. Second half didn't let up. Marquinhos got his second of the night. To make it 3-2 for Kylian Mbappe uh, fresh after balling out Edinson Cavani for not squaring it eventually (laughs) did get his goal um, after Cavani cut back Ruben Pardo then scored the goal of the night with an absolute thunder that's the only way you can describe it from the edge of the box on 83 Um, Bordeaux looked like they still might still might just couldn't quite get the equaliser and then just to round off a lovely evening for all uh, Neymar got himself sent off um, for the most ridiculous hack um, through the back of, uh, I think it was Adley, wasn't it? It was Adley, yeah. yeah. Um, ridiculous. He'd been booked earlier on for for um, remonstrating and, and for Jip, for basically. So um, you know, at least he gets another game off. That's. Uh, I'm sure that'll be the, the club's fault, not his, that he's missed time. Um, Rich, what what's your gripe then? Does this go back to, to Dortmund, or is this just a general? No, it's, it's
1: not. Uh, uh, gripe is it's probably just the usual generic PSG whinge that uh, everybody seems to think that we live for. Um I'm I'm just it's 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 Neymar again, isn't it really? I mean we to repeat, I mean you could just go back over the last two seasons, three seasons worth of podcasts and just pick out any random one at, at will and you'll hear the same thing. But it is just that sheer frustration of having a player capable of fantastic moments no doubt about it absolutely top quality moments the skills he possesses the goals that he scores fantastic player um with that of course he is he does get um you know increased scrutiny shall we say from from opposing teams and that does mean with the manner in which he plays which is you know he likes to show off he likes to Uh, you know, do his little party pieces, that that naturally is going to provoke a reaction. Now, there's probably a separate debate about, you know, how do do referees completely, um, you know, referee that fairly. And I would say this before his, his hack on Adley, he was getting a good old push and shove from, I think it was Yusuf Sabley, that probably, to be honest, should have been given as a free kick. It wasn't. A, a, qual- a real elite world-class player. I'm looking at the likes of Ronaldo and I'm looking at the likes of Messi. If that's the company that Neymar wants to keep, a top-quality player just shrugs it off. Just yeah. shrugs it off and gets on with it and puts in you know, a dazzling bit of skill. Scores an amazing goal. Of course, we're, we're, we're at pretty much injury time here, so he's not going to necessarily do it in that game. But the top quality, the very best in the world, will just shrug it off. Neymar seems incapable of that. Neymar, instead of shrugging it off, turns round and gives Adley an absolute smack, <laughs> an absolute kicking, basically. And rightly gets sent off and then decides to, he wants another go at the referee. At that point, he decides he wants to have a, he should have just had a, a little word with the referee once uh, Sabally was pushing. You know, ref, why isn't this, not arguing, not, you know, going over the top, just merely ref, why, is, why isn't that a foul? That's the mm-hmm. question. He didn't at the time. He kicks sadly. Then he decides he's going to have a bit of a win. It took Mbappe, and, and great credit to Mbappe here, very clever from the old uh, uh, making him look good. It took Mbappe to sort of push Neymar off the pitch. Yes. And I just find myself yet again, once again, completely frustrated that Neymar, for all the skill in the world that he has, doesn't seem to have grown up, still seems to possess this, Slightly nasty side, this childish side, this beyond what we want to see in terms of arrogance, um it's, it's, it's nasty, you know we we've seen you know one or two, probably more than one or two moments where we have seen this, and he just if he wants to be mixing with those at the very top of the game, he can't have that in his game. he really, really can't. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just another one that just ran me up you know, he risked I mean he's only been given a one match ban now but he risked a three match ban now he knows that in four games time five games time is PSG's biggest game of the season no no questions asked about that one there's, there's, there's the home leg the second leg against mm-hmm. Dortmund I think there's three league games in the Coupe de France semi-final between now and then so he knows that all of a sudden if he's going to be copping a three match ban for that you know we're back to the problems of him perhaps not necessarily being at his best when PSG need him so it for me it was just smacked of yet again his his complete selfishness he needs to be thinking of his team he needs to be thinking of this club what this club is achieving if this a club if this club win the champions league neymar can be completely integral to that and he can use that to say look at me i'm one of the very very best in the world he doesn't he'll 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 get injured or he'll get a suspension or he'll do these stupid childish nasty moments that blight his game and all of a sudden we can't genuinely have that conversation about him being the very best in the world because he's got all of this in it i'm not putting injuries on him that's just bad luck although you know, there's there's questions again to be asked on does he actually manage that properly when he's jetting off and partying in Brazil and what that. And I did say at the tweet when the, the the announcement of his suspension being only one game, I'm sure he'd be very, very gutted because he'd come out I think before the Dortmund game to basically say, I'm not coming to Carnival this year. You know, it's 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 sort of football first kind of thing. And then he goes and gets a red card. And I, I I'd be surprised if there wasn't a small part of him that was thinking excellent three games off get beyond that plane to Rio
0: Um,
1: and he's only got a one game ban so you know we'll see I mean someone when I when I tweeted that out someone I think it was a a Leon fan account tweeted back saying just you wait I'm sure you'll pick up an injury in training Mm. um but yeah it's it's just this this side we we really don't need to see it I want to be talking about how good Neymar is on the pitch but he does things like this and it means, I don't want to have to rant all the time about Neymar. Jez, I'm sure, doesn't want to rant all the time about Neymar. Oh, I think None Jez of us want to rant. Does. But <laughs> we want to be talking about, you know, go back to when he, when, he, when he came back from from injury and he scored that wonderful overhead kick, uh, overhead kick um, bicycle kick goal, I think it was against Strasbourg. We want to be talking about things like that. Mm. You know, we, we do, we genuinely do. And this is for all the PSG fans who will bombard us with, you know, you hate Neymar, this, that, and the other. We, we, we really don't, but he just gives us too much ammunition for us not to have this kind of a rant about him. Because no other player in this division possesses that kind of talent, that level of ta- talent, but battle of petulance. No one in that league, in that league does. So, unfortunately... We have to weigh up with with both. It's only fair when we're talking about Neymar. We can't ignore the fact that he, you know, decided he was going to l- take lumps out of Yassin Adli on uh, on on Sunday. We can't ignore that.
0: No, we
1: we kind of talk about it, but I don't. I, I I don't want to. I want to say, oh, didn't he score a fantastic goal against Bordeaux? He didn't. He you got a yellow. Neil. He got a yellow card for being too mouthy, and a second yellow for hoofing Adley um, across the park of the France. so it's 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 a real shame because we don't want to have to we really don't want to have to talk this way about Neymar but he, it's he makes us he really really does he really does and until he decides to get rid of that side of his game frankly for what my opinion counts which probably is very little for most people I cannot put him anywhere near the top five best players in the world
0: no, no, I, I do. I do think there is a there's a lack of self awareness at times. Um, and like you, I you know playing it is best. I, I I really I love to see it. He's a fantastic talent. And sometimes you do like that game with Leal, and you you see that player and you think yes, this is this is the player that we would pay to watch. Um, and then you see him do things like that, and you see him criticise the club that employ him and basically pander to his every need for not making available for league games. Um, which as an excuse for his bad performance in Dortmund, you just think to yourself, geez, just a bit of, bit of self-awareness there. Um, but it's ironic because, I mean, you know, PSG had been here before with, with Ronaldinho, I suppose, to a lesser degree. But unfortunately, with these talents come baggage or lack of baggage in some cases, but hey-ho. We shall see what what develops in the uh, in the coming weeks. One thing for sure is that he needs to put in a performance when PSG have that home leg with Dortmund. So we shall see if that comes to pass or not. Uh, I think I'm right in saying the return legs are they are two weeks? Aren't they two weeks and three weeks away?
1: Uh, uh, it's the 11th is the Dortmund match Yeah, so two weeks away for PSG yeah. And three weeks
0: away for uh, for Leon. So uh, we'll have a normal week next week And then it all starts to unravel Or ravel, whichever way you look at it In the next two weeks after that um, Looking ahead to the weekend's games then uh, We mentioned earlier at Nîmes uh, host Marseille on the Friday, uh, PSG face Dijon, which you would expect to be fairly routine for the home side there. Um, in the evening multiplex games, we've got amiens Metz, which suddenly has quite a big uh, significance mm. for the home side in particular. Uh, Brest against Angers, uh, again, similarly for the away side there. Toulouse against Rennes, as we mentioned with Rich earlier. Monaco against Rams, which um, I don't think anyone would expect it to be quite as high up the table as, as it is now
2: going to be. On um, 28th, play Strasbourg. Uh, which is, again, I'm going to call that as nil nil, just to see if I eventually make some money off this. I'm going 2-1 Strasbourg there. I'm going to put my head on the
0: Ooh.
2: Mm, Sorry, but I just
0: have a feeling, just have a sneaky feeling. Bitch. I'll, I'll back it with all of 10p um we've also got Nant leal in what could be a watchable that afternoon. i think that's
2: going to be fun mm, it does
0: look it, i think it?
2: not not don't actually score that much but far more this season yeah <laughs> sorry um, my, th- th- there appears to be a fight in the street outside and the cops have shown up so if you can hear yelling oh, in sounds. the background just just ignore that <laughs>
0: uh yeah leal away from home you never know what you're going to get other than the fact that they're a lot better at home so yeah, who knows um nice again also one of those games that just might be worth a, a watch um particularly in terms of see what what move patrick the is in on the touchline
2: oh yeah
0: so that'll be interesting and then as we mentioned before i think probably all of us will agree the highlight of the weekend is the uh the Leon saint etienne derby on Sunday night. Um, what
2: do we think with this one? Do we see this being a formality for the home side? Uh, it's tempting to say so, but they are in the middle of a lot of tricky games. And as we said, Saint-Etienne are not playing well, but it's the derby. So it's a real balancing act because they could possibly get away with making a lot of changes Mm. Given Saint Etienne's form, but given that it's Saint Etienne, are uh, you know is that a sensible thing to do? Both to keep the fans on site who are already pissed off, as we discussed earlier, and also because the atmosphere of this is big. I mean, I don't know if the Saint Etienne fans are going to be allowed into the stadium because they frequently aren't in these um, these situations, but it's always a fiery atmosphere. So. You know, 7th versus 15th and 7th are playing at home. It sounds like this is nailed on. But I think it should be, but it will still be tense, which hopefully will make it interesting. Um, yeah. Hopefully, Uh and uh i'm sure there'll be some marvelous tifo action from the bad Gons and the rest of the uh leon faithful as well particularly given what has happened club communique wise this week so yeah. look out! make sure you you tune in pre-match to see uh what the what the lads have have been preparing
0: come up with yeah yeah can
2: can you make any case for the away side taking any points
0: from this rich is, it, is anything that says to you that it's possible no <laughs>
1: <laughs> i really i really can't i i don't i don't know where i mean leon will score mm-hmm. um so if if santetti are going to get a win they need to score twice at least I don't see them doing that. That is a very good point. Um, I don't see them doing that. They leak too many goals. So, um, you know, I think, I think, um, you know, you could be looking at a pretty comfortable Leon win. And if I was to go for a score, I'd be tempted to even go for something like a 3-0 to Leon. I'm going 4-1. I'm
0: going big this weekend. I think... uh... Yeah, I think I think Saint Etienne might even score first maybe but I can't see them can't see them take anything from this game so um yeah it'd be interesting certainly will be one of the focuses I would imagine of our roundup for next week um when we cover the action uh upcoming this weekend so yeah it's weird isn't it the season seems to be rattling along we're already at the end of February who'd have thought we will soon be getting those european shakeups um sort of for, or start to see the european shakeups in terms of placements and whatnot so yeah that will all be uh, all be coming around fairly soon um we will just give you a very brief uh i mean brief overview of league um, lorry now six points clear at the top. Just like to throw that one out there. Um, ah, so, uh, uh, this,
2: this vested interest here, no, yeah. not at all. No, just, oh, just stating the facts,
0: yeah. just stating the facts. Um, but also good to see, uh, Ajaxio are um motoring along in second, the three Richard wins from five. Uh, the standard, yeah, the AC,
1: yeah, AC, right.
0: AC that's exactly because the they get annoyed the by that, yeah. Sorry, not not going um. Uh, we've also got uh, Lons dropping down the table, which you'll have to see it. Um, they are still
2: third, sadly, but yeah. Have, forty-seven they boys. fired somebody?
1: Really? Yeah, Montagnier got fired. Yes. Oh. Two he of, he of former Ren and Nottingham Forest fame. <laughs> Legendary status. Um, also
0: creeping up on the uh, on the rails, Trois. Um, they've also uh, started to find some form just at the right time. Um, they are up to fourth, level on points, should say, with Lyon, so technically joint third. Uh, small gap then down to Clermont Foot, who are in fifth, with uh, Ganges, Valenciennes, and Grenoble and Nancy making up the top ten. Um, down at the bottom, Orléans, very much the Toulouse of, of Ligue 2, uh, nineteen points. Less mm. of a gap though to Le Mans, who have twenty-two, so it's still a little bit closer. With Niort uh, occupying the relegation playoff spots, Paris FC have however, uh, pulled themselves round three what? wins in their last five. Yes, three wins I in the last five. Um, means that they now have 27 points. They're just above that relegation spot. Um, so, maybe that is the effect of uh, Jeremy Menez. Who knows?
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> they have got some fantastic players. Yeah, there's got to be some money they just to be able, some be able to pass there. to each other. Yeah. Who, Jeremy who Menez, think? Jonathan Petroipa, I mean, he was a you know.
2: tweeper, is he's a good player. Yeah, he's still playing. Yeah, he's still playing. Yeah, still playing. Yeah. and of course, search, they, they've search got search, search his name on YouTube. There is a fabulous, fabulous song about. Oh, there it. is. Yeah. It they've, really
1: they've, yeah. Also, see, they've also got Cosialo uh, as well
0: now. Yes, they have. Yeah. Um, and uh, the uh, young Ford Diaby is, is uh, hasn't scored, has to be said, but is making an impression. But yeah, Jeremy miners uh, four goals in sixteen starts. So um, or sixteen appearances should say so yeah I mean yeah we, we would love to see two Parisian sides in the top flight I, I think that's a little bit away um, Florian Martin is also at, at Paris I've just noticed as well so there you go so that's Ligue 2 um, we will of course keep you in touch with Lorient's um, relentless uh, title charge throughout the rest of the season as long as I'm host really we will anyway
1: sorry sorry why, when talking about uh, Paris FC why did we forget the wonderfully named Lalayana Nomenjana Harry? Bless you.
0: Um, I, I can't can't imagine why we didn't mention his name, Rich. I, I can't imagine for a
1: second why. Wasn't he? Oh, wasn't he? Oh, who did he used to play for? Uh, wasn't I can't he... remember who he used to play for. And there was, was it, was it Angers maybe? And there was about four or five of them in that Angers team, and they all had surnames that had about fifteen, oh, sixteen oh. letters.
2: All <laughs> Malagasy Malaga- right. internationals. Thank he played, God, he God, he played God for I'm commentating
0: before. on it. Yeah, he played for Lons in twenty sixteen. It's like um,
2: Albert Ravatraniana who played for Nice who just ended up having Albert on the back of his shirt and was interviewed <laughs> and just said it's just easier. I would <laughs> just love I would love all will. those
1: players all those players get together and let Jonathan Pierce have a go at commentating. Oh <laughs> no, don't do that for Christ's sake. <laughs> nobody will of course ever
0: beat the legend that is Yaya Banana. Um, who is still playing to this day. So God bless him. Um, But yes, uh, send in your funny names here. But on that note, I think we will um, wrap it up. Uh, But um, my thanks uh, to both Rich and to Phil for this week. Obviously, Jez wasn't able to make it, but I'm sure he'll be back next week. So if you do have any questions uh, or observations, musings, if you will, then uh, do send them across. Uh, Keep an eye on the website as Phil, so we will have previews up for the upcoming Look cup Happy days. Um, and, and it's rare, but um, I thought, why not? Um, Rich, would you like to let listeners know you've been doing a little bit of writing, I noticed, on social media mm. this week. Would you like Ooh. to um, give out a little Ooh. plug?
1: Crossover. <laughs> Crossover. Crossover. <laughs> oh, We're alert. all friends. We're all friends Oh, here. yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, yeah, no, there's a, there's a new um, uh, magazine that sounds, it's called The Modern Footballer, Various different kinds of articles, player profiles, club pieces, all sorts, really. Um, It's focusing on France, obviously, uh, Italy, Spain, and Germany. And uh, first edition is out available to buy now. Uh, I'm sure if you follow me on Twitter, you'll see the links of where to get it. But I was um, very honored to be asked to contribute um, a Camavinga piece on there. So there is, I mean, there's about 100 pages. Um, in it of um, various different kinds of articles, but there is some um, profiles of sort of young up and coming players and Caravinga piece that I wrote is in there so if you would like to have a look on Twitter um, I've been retweeting it left right and center over the last few days so do feel free to click on it and and purchase available hard copy or a digital copy um, so. so feel free to take a look. Lovely.
0: Thank you very much. Um, and thank you both to you both for joining me this evening. Um, we will, of course, be back uh, next week. So, yes, thank you both for your time this evening. Thank you. Thank you. And as I say, we will be back next week, probably more likely to be back to Wednesday edition next week with, uh, without European action to cover. So um, we shall see. Obviously, it depends on schedules, but we'll be back at some point next week, I'm sure. Keep an eye on the socials as usual. Uh, send us your thoughts. And uh, yes, until then, uh, enjoy your weekend's at French football, including the Derby, on Sunday. And we will speak to you very soon.